Welcome to Brawny Conversations. I am Patrick Braun, your host. This podcast will provide our listeners with informative and entertaining discussions held with experienced people covering a wide range of topics. If you want to shorten your learning curve or just learn more about one of our topics, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy our discussion. Our guest today is Cody Neely. She is the founder of Graced Ministry, a nonprofit that she founded in 2015 when she was in fifth grade. Yes, she was only 11 years old when she founded this nonprofit. She is currently a junior at SMU studying business management and sociology with a nonprofit emphasis. Her dream is to graduate and make Graced Ministry her career through which she can accelerate the scope of impact that Graced Ministry makes. Graced Ministry's motto is changing lives one penny at a time. A foundational element of Grace Ministries is the ambassador program that shapes leaders through discipleship while serving the community to the best of their ability. In today's episode, Cody will introduce us to Grace Ministry and tell us the inspiring story that led her to establish this charity and help others through difficult times. She will also leave you feeling empowered that you too can make a difference. Cody, Welcome to the BC Pod. I am so excited to help tell your story. Thank Let's you. jump. You bet. You bet. Let's jump right in. You founded a nonprofit at age 11. Needless to say, that is quite unusual for most people and even more so for 11 year olds. Please walk us through how you got to that point. Yes, of course. Um, well, it started a while back when I was about seven years old. Um, I first really just couldn't understand the concept of homelessness. I didn't understand what people had done that was so wrong or why nobody would help them. Um, and it would really just break my heart as a little girl because I remember seeing these people on the side of the road and my heart would just break for them. I, I I remember asking my mom if we could take them home and let them sleep in our guest bed. And I just didn't understand why like that wasn't acceptable and like where their family was to help them. Um, and my heart was just always breaking for them. Um, and I also remember at that same age, pennies on the ground and how often people walked over those and, um, they weren't really excited to see them on the ground. Like I was. And to me, a penny was just like money. And I didn't understand the difference between a hundred dollar bill and a penny. I just remember that money is money. Um, and I would just get so excited to see them on the ground. And, um, I remember my, my mom's friends would throw them away. And like one time she was cleaning out her purse and just threw a couple of pennies away. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, that's money. What are you doing? Um, and so I just really felt called and led by the Lord to start a ministry um, called Grace based off of Ephesians 2, 8, where I'd help the homeless with pennies. And I had no idea what that looked like because I was seven and didn't even know what the word ministry meant, but I knew I was supposed to start one. Um, and that's just kind of how it all got started back, back when I was little. Um, a couple years later, my, my, well, during that time, after I, I took this idea to my parents, they kind of just were, they were like, Oh my goodness, that's so sweet. You want to help people. Um, and they didn't really, that was kind of it. They're like, okay, now you can go play on the playground. Um, and I was just like, they didn't really understand that I was serious about this and really wanting to, to 
like move forward with it. Um, and so I just began asking all of my friends and family and teachers and principal at my school, um, for them to start collecting pennies for me because I wanted to help homeless people. And I remember coming to school and there'd be a bag of pennies on the desk or in my locker, or I would ask for pennies for birthday gifts. Um, and it wasn't about until fifth grade, um, when my parents came into my room and realized how many pennies I had collected over the past five years. And they were like, what are you doing with all of this? Like what, what is happening? (laughs) Um, and I was like, well, I, I'm going to start a ministry and use all of these pennies to help people. And, um, I really got frustrated with them. I was like, y'all, God gave me you as parents and I am too little and too young to like know how to start this, this organization that I'm wanting to. So will you please like help me? Like you're sinning by not helping me because like God's calling me to this. Um, and they just were like, okay, you're serious about this. Um, they finally, it kind of, it kind of clicked for them and they understood that like this idea wasn't just an idea and it was something that I was really passionate about. And, um, and that's kind of how it started. We started meeting with a lawyer and it kind of took off from there. I can't even imagine what your parents are thinking. <laughs> Who is this child? That is so awesome. I, so, you know, you're seven years old. You may be the parents, you meet with this lawyer. Um, you're starting to get some forward momentum. What were a few of the challenges that you had to overcome to actually get this yeah, started? Um, I've, I feel like there were many challenges <laughs> that I had to kind of get over. Um, especially at the beginning, but one main one was just getting people to listen to me and really like letting them understanding that like, this was not just me like dreaming up this random thing that I wanted to do. Um, it was really hard to like get people to understand that I was serious and that I really wanted help and that God was calling me to this. Um, and I remember after, after my family finally got on board and they realized that I was serious and that like I was being called to this ministry. Um, I remember my mom asking me like, well, how, how do you know, like God's calling you to this? Like what, what, what does he sound like? Like, is he speaking to you? Like, are you like, how, how is he communicating this to you? And I just remember saying that, um, God, God's voice is so gentle that you can't hear it and you can only feel it. And, um, my feelings were just all centered around helping the homeless. And I just knew that that's what he was calling me to do. Um, and I remember walking into, into the office that day with my lawyer and, um, my, my mom, I think my parents were maybe thinking that he would let me down easy. Um, like, like they, they could, they told me no. And, you know, maybe if I heard it from a lawyer that, this probably wouldn't work out, then I would actually start understanding. (laughs) Um, but I remember sitting down in that big office and it was just me and him across this huge 10 person wide table. And I had my notebook and I was just so excited. I was 12 at the time. And I was like, here's the deal. This is what I want to do. Here's what it's called. Here's the logo. I don't know what to do. Nobody's really helping me, but you know, this is my first step. And I just remember him being so supportive and excited and willing to do everything, um, the legal part for me. And it was the first person who like looked at me and like validated all of my, 
my dreams and all of like my vision. Um, and I remember that being like a huge monumental, like moment in my ministries, like being born, um, and just how like he was just so excited and willing to help me. That's amazing. Cause I can actually see as a, you know, as a parent, your parents were just trying to protect you and keep you as a little girl and, and isolated from, you know, business and, and, you know, effectively what that, that, entails and right. you were so passionate about it uh, you know they were trying to protect you but you kept pushing and pushing and pushing you were you know i guess wise beyond your years mm. and uh it's just so amazing but i just i can't even imagine that's just yeah. i mean you are a very special person that's for sure mm. um you know as you're so i guess at that point the the lawyer worked it through and you actually did uh, if you will, in, in form, form as a 5013C nonprofit organization, correct? Yes, that's correct. So that was when you were 12 years old? Yes, I was in fifth grade at the time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and and so tell us just a little bit more about the structure um, of this nonprofit, because I want our listeners to make sure and understand that this is absolutely legitimate. Um, you're yeah. formed as a 5013C. You've got an advisory board, right? Take, yeah. take us through some of some of those aspects so people can understand how it's evolved uh, since you were when you were 11, 12 years old and you formed it. Yes, definitely. Um, well, walking away from that first meeting with my lawyer, he told me the first thing I needed to do was build a board of directors. Um, and I said, okay, what's that? And he was like, he explained it to me, um, it, what the purpose of, why it was important, all of those things. And that's the first thing I did. I called up, um, just some women in my life who were really, um, like more like spiritual mentors and, um, really supportive of like just me in general in my life. And I asked them if they would come along and serve on my board as, you know, I, I had positions like president, secretary, vice president, treasurer, um, chaplain. And I remember that was kind of my first step and we had a meeting and I remember having my agenda out and printed for all of them. And I was 12 at the time leading a board of directors meeting, um, which was just such a awesome moment to see like all of these, like my support system was building. Um, my mom was on the board at the time and she was just so supportive and all of that. Um, now we, we've grown our board and I have, um, six people who serve currently on my board of directors. We have an ambassador program with over 50 students, ages seven through college students who come together and serve the community. And we host monthly events for them. And then we also have a very strong outreach program, um, where we serve the homeless, um, community here in Houston. So impressive. It's, it's, I'm sure some of our listeners right now are sitting here going, wait a minute, what? <laughs> 12 years old, leading a board meeting, right? Uh, but, but you were called to do this and it was a passion for years before you even formed it. So uh, just, just amazing. So you had to have some funny experiences during this process, right? That, that our listeners would enjoy hearing. Yes. Uh, please take us through a few of those. Yeah. So I remember... Um, I was about seven at the time when all of this was coming into my heart and I was asking people around to, to, um, collect pennies. And I remember being at my, my small church at the time speaking on stage and saying, I would love for all of you to donate your pennies. Um, I want to send 
a bunch like a bunch of pennies to I think a church in like Africa to build water wells. Um, that was kind of what what I was thinking at the time. And I remember after after that service, a man came up to me with my dad was standing behind me, and a man came up to me and he handed me a hundred dollar bill. And I, I, I started crying. I didn't want it. I was like, why aren't these people listening to me? I don't want money. I want pennies. Um, and I started crying. I was like, no, thank you. Like I'm only accepting pennies. And my dad had to explain to me that that hundred dollar bill was worth a lot more pennies that I could even hold in my hand. Yeah. A silly moment where I, you know, my little seven-year-old brain just didn't understand the difference. And my dad was like, no, Cody, like that hundred dollar bill is a lot more, a lot more pennies than you can even hold. <laughs> well, I need to say it probably didn't take you too long to learn the value of, of a dollar and especially a hundred dollars. Yes, no, definitely. I, now we accept, you know, all, all the hundred dollar bills that we can find. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You, you formed this nonprofit to, to help others and specifically to help homeless people. Uh, but there also have got to be benefits, mm-hmm. benefits that you've yielded personally uh, from from being involved in starting this thing. Take us through yeah. some of the, the personal benefits. I've had many, um, but, you know, I one of one thing that I've learned a lot um, as especially studying business in college, um, I'm very like business oriented, business minded. Um, and I love that and learning about that in college um, and s- I've learned a lot about working with people in ministry and, um, like leading a board of directors and having volunteers, um, and how to manage volunteers well, um, and how to, you know, it's kind of tricky because it takes a whole village to run an organization. It's not just me. I have so many, so many people behind me and helping me, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but it, it becomes a little tricky because they're volunteered, um, positions. And so I've had to learn a lot how to balance like friendships versus, you know, business life versus, um, how to like merge the two and make like the correct decisions and how to even like explain what my goals are and my vision to people older than me. Um, and like find that validation from people has been like, that's been a very, um, something that I've like learned a lot from the past couple of years. What great skills, right. To learn those at, at your age as a college student. Now, um, you're way ahead, uh, on your step into your future career, which, you know, hopefully yes, has continued definitely. to grow and expand grace ministry. We talked a little bit about the ambassador program, but I'd like you to explain a little bit more about it um, and include who are the ideal ambassador candidates. And yeah. How they are um, so our ambassador program, I, I really intended started this with the intentions um, of equipping um, younger students with the like ability to serve their community. Um, when I was little and I didn't, I I had this idea. I told people about it and didn't really get a ton of validation back. I wanted, like, I want to be that person for other people. Um, so if I have someone come come to me with an idea or want to help in a certain way, like I, I want to be that person who is encouraging them and helping them and pushing them into the right direction with their dreams. Um, and that's kind of why I started the ambassador program at the beginning. And now it's just developed into an amazing program with 
like I said, over 50 students who serve monthly. We have an ambassador committee that um, has five high school students who um, work together to plan events and they, they have meetings once a month. We meet monthly and um, it's really just teaching them leadership skills too. Um, so there's always a place for everybody, no matter if you're looking to learn how to be a leader or learn how to serve the community or have fun with your friends while serving the community and getting your service hours. Um, that's kind of what the ambassador program's all about. There's not necessarily, you know, one like ideal ambassador candidate, but I would say like overall, um, just anybody looking to grow leadership skills, relationship skills, learned how to, um, converse with people on the streets and, um, like love on your community. Um, and no matter what your age, like, like I said, our youngest is seven and our oldest is, um, like 23. So we really have a wide range of ages who are part of it. And that's also a really special thing for the little ones to be able to look up to the big ones and being able to learn from them and, um, really teaching the older kiddos how to like have leadership, leadership, um, qualities and teach them how to love on the little ones as well in the program. That's amazing. Now, what, when, what does an ambassador do, you know, they, they, beyond the meetings and, and learning, what, what, what are they held accountable for as an ambassador? Yeah. So, um, we serve the community. That's our like main goal is just to serve the, the homeless community. So we have outreach teams that go out and, um, build relationships with homeless individuals on the street. And, um, we love doing that and teaching them how to do that because that's such an amazing, like an important and amazing part of grace ministry. Um, and then also like actively wanting to like learn more and grow their relationship with Christ. Um, is also like such an important thing too, just because without, you know, in ministry, there's always going to be like hard things and trials. And, um, like we just, in those times, like we just really want to like rely on Christ to like push us through those things. And, um, that's like what, what our goal is for them to continue to learn. Yeah, that's, that's important as they're helping, you know, people that are in tough situations, um, you know, they'll get, many of these ambassadors will get exposed to things that, that they didn't even know existed. Right. So to be prepared and then have that, that spiritual strength behind them, um, is very powerful and needed. Definitely. Yep. So if someone is interested in becoming an ambassador, um, is there an application process or how, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So, um, gracedministry.org has information on more, more information about the ambassador program, um, and how to become one. Really it's, it's like a, a simple, um, application form that they submit. And I have a team, like a committee who reviews those. And, um, within like a week, we try to get back with people as soon as we can. And then they're added to our group and get to know all the information about the upcoming events and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a pretty easy process. It's, I think there's about seven or eight questions on the application and it's just so that grace ministry or and my team can get to know them more personally and how they are, um, when on their, like through their walk with Christ and, um, 
get to learn a little bit about them and how they love to serve the community and um, what that looks like for them. Okay, fantastic. That's easy enough. And and one of the additional benefits is, is most high school age students and even middle school students are building their service hour portfolio as they yes. apply to colleges, right? And, and work is in the ambassador program would count towards those service hours, correct? Yes, definitely. Okay, fantastic. Very good. Well, um, obviously, Grace Ministry has changed and evolved so much since you founded it at 12, um, which is, what, 10, 10 years ago, roughly nine years ago? Yeah, yeah, just about. So, yes, yeah, so over nine years, it's evolved. So tell us about Grace Ministry today. What's your focus? And, you know, where's, you know, most of the, the time and effort spent uh, yeah. for Grace Ministry? So our main priority is to build relationships with individuals experiencing homelessness or extreme poverty. Um, and that looks different uh, in a couple different ways, but our main priority is through outreach. And that's where we go out and we take graced packs that ambassadors make, which are filled with just everyday essentials like water and snacks and, um, we have hygiene pack. We have different types, but we have hygiene packs and then we have medical kits and then also food, um, grace packs that we take out with us. And we just use them as conversation starters. I know that these bags won't change their situation and they're not going to make them not homeless or they're not going to, you know, end their hunger for the rest of their life. But it's really, we just use it as a conversation starter as a, Hey, I have something for you. And I would love to like know your name and get to know you a little bit more, um, and on a deeper level. And that's like our main goal is just to love on them and show them that they're not alone. Um, and I just, the other night I had, I went out, um, I have a couple friends on the street and I went out and we had dinner with, we took him to Waterburger and had dinner with one of them and, um, just had an amazing conversation about, his life and how he's been the past couple months and where, what he's up to. Um, and he, he walked away before, well, he, after he, he hugged me by, um, and before he walked away, he just said, you know, it's been really tough here out on the streets lately. Um, there's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of, um, bad things going on. Um, that like a lot of people don't know about, but you know, we're out here. So we live it every day. And, um, some, the only thing, or he said, whenever I come, whenever I face challenges or whenever I face bad situations, um, that I know will lead me down like a path of trouble. I think about you and I think about what your team has done for me in the past, the past, you know, five years that I've seen you. Um, and it just makes me think I can't disappoint her and I just have to run away. So I get on my bike and I just go the opposite direction and I just try to get away from there as quick as I can. Um, and that was just like a really special, special thing for him to say, because that's like what, what, that's what it's about. Like he's, he's not housed. No, but he knows his worth and he, he loves Jesus and he knows that we love him and he has people in his circle, like, like me and like, um, different people from grace ministry who, um, he knows that would be disappointed if he made a, made a bad choice or, um, went down the wrong path. Um, and that just is really like, he said that was a huge supportive thing for him. 
you know, Cody, one of the things you said to me in one of our, our previous conversations was that homeless people matter. Mm-hmm. And and that really is pointed in what you're doing is you're getting to the individual person mm-hmm. and letting them know that they really do matter and and people do care about them and want to help. Right. Um, it's so powerful and such a great perspective to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it looks different in, you know, all many different ways, but that's how we, that's how we really go about serving the homeless community is just building those relationships. Um, and in, in addition to that, we, um, love to also focus on our ambassadors, like I said, and building them up. So, so homeless outreach and our ambassador program are the main two, um, programs that we, that we work on now, um, and current, like to the current day. Yeah, well, and, and homelessness is is a pervasive problem right across the country mm-hmm. and, and obviously even across the world. Um, I imagine uh, today you've got a more narrow focus um, as you continue to build and expand. Where mm-hmm. is the focus of Grace Ministries today? Yeah. Um, so. In addition to outreach, where I would love to um expand that program and make that, you know, like our focus is on building those relationships and loving them. And we're partnered with other organizations too, that can focuses on either rehab or housing or job search or kind of whatever that, that looks like or whatever they need. So once we get to the point where, um, someone requests that, then we have those contacts that we can get them in touch with. Um, but a lot of the people we serve don't want to be housed and they don't want to kind of change their lifestyle. Um, especially immediately right off the bat when we first talked to them. Um, and that was something difficult that I had to learn too, um, was because I was like, what do you mean? Like, like we could give this to you, but but some of them just don't want that. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that they're not important and that doesn't mean Mm. that they don't, that they shouldn't have the opportunity for us to love on them and, you know, make sure that they know that they matter. Um, and so I would love to expand our outreach program into having a trailer where we could, um, take that trailer out, serve them more meals, allow them to shower and change clothes and, um, kind of take with us whatever, whatever they need. Um, whether that, you know, they, they, a couple people I saw the other day asked for flashlights. They were like, we could really use some flashlights and bug spray. Um, so if we can, you know, we keep those stocked up, but that's like something so easy that people might not realize that like, that's, something that a homeless person might need or, um, want. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the approach because it's, you know, you think about it from most people will think about homelessness, homelessness from A to Z, meaning, okay, I don't have a home. You need a home. So I'm going to give you a place to live right. and the problem solved. But that's, that's, that's not right. really true, right? You're addressing, at the individual level, some of those basic needs and, and, you know, they may be in their circumstances because they don't trust people mm-hmm. or they had a bad experience in their life. Nobody cared. And it's just easier for them now to live, uh, without a roof over their head. And, and you're kind of bringing them back to that reality and being part of a community and, and, and 
showing them that, that people do care and that may take them in a different direction in time. Yeah, definitely. So pretty, pretty powerful, pretty amazing, actually, that, that you've come up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, give us an example uh, of how Grace Ministries made a difference for someone. Yeah. Um, well, a couple, a couple, I'd say two, three. No, we met this person about four years ago. His name is Thomas. Um, and he was an amazing guy, um, on the streets. He, in, in, in my life. Um, but he, he was a homeless person and he, um, was real rough around the edges when we first met him. And he was the typical, um, guy that you would think of when you think of a homeless person and, um, something just connected. He connected with my dad one Saturday when we were at outreach and, um, my dad was like, he just felt in his heart that something was different about him and that he really needed to go the extra mile. And, um, after a couple conversations with him and, through outreach and through getting to know him. Um, cause we go back to the same spots every time. So it's not like we meet someone for the first time, learn their name and never speak to them again. We go back, um, cause they, they camp out in the same area. So we, so we go back and to build that relationship, not just kind of like a one-time high and by situation. Um, and through, through that outreach with Thomas, um, my dad was actually able to, um, lead Thomas to Christ, Um, and he accepted Christ, um, in a, I think in a hotel lobby that my dad had, had gotten, got him like a, a night stay to shower and clean up. Um, cause we were helping him with job finding and that sort of thing. Um, and he accepted Christ in the, in the hotel lobby. And then my dad got a call about two or three weeks later, um, finding out that Thomas had passed away from a heart attack, um, which was just insane that Mm. my dad was able to lead him to Christ. And two weeks later he ended up passing away. Um, and the morgue called us, um, because he had list, he, Thomas had listed my dad as next of kin. Um, so he knew nobody, like he didn't have family. He didn't have anybody anywhere. Um, and like, if it wasn't for my dad, like nobody, nobody would even know that he, he had had a heart attack or passed away. Um, and that's like what it's about. Like at the end of the day, no, Thomas was not housed at the end of the day. Um, he did not have like a house on the earth, but you know, he has like an eternal home now. And like, that's what matters the most. Um, and at the end of the day, he knew that like people would miss him and people loved him, um, when he died. And that's kind of our, our, our main mission that we go about. So when people ask me, you know, what, what's a success story or what, what does success look like to grace ministry? If you're not actively housing people, um, Thomas, Thomas is, Thomas is a prime example of what we do and why we do it. Wow. That's, uh, that's a powerful story. And you think about that as, as he could have, you know, died of a heart attack, destitute on the street. Uh, but instead, you know, you, you gave him hope, you gave him a promise Mm -hmm. and you gave him peace. And, you know, that whole experience for him was much better 
than it could have been if he hadn't been involved yeah. with you and with Grace Grace Ministry. So thank you for sharing that. That's that's uh, yeah, that's touching. Definitely. So Cody. You know, what are your, what are your future plans? For yeah, the charity? So I have been working the past couple months, um, on my, you know, my three-year plan, my five-year plan, um, praying about what grace would look, will look like, um, and praying about our mission and, um, really trying to understand, um, what God God has for this ministry. And I, we're having a gala in November, November 11th, um, is our second gala that we're going to have. And I'm really excited about that. We've been working hard to find sponsors and, um, that sort of thing. And we have a a goal of $120,000 and we're wanting to, like I said earlier, to build, um, that trailer that we would take out on outreach. Um, and it would just really expand our outreach program. Um, but on top of that, it's also bringing awareness to grace and to homelessness and, to, um, the real issue, the underlying issue behind everything. Um, and just really realizing, telling our stories and our success stories and allowing people to understand that like homelessness, isn't just someone you see on the side of the road, holding a sign. There's so much more to a person than that. Um, and they deserve like all of our love and respect just as much as we give that to other people. Um, and so I'm really excited for that. That's going to be an amazing night. And, um, eventually in the next five years, I would love to have our first graced home, um, where we're able to house families at a time and, um, help them transition off the street. So if we have someone like Thomas or someone like, um, Unk that I said that I went to dinner with the other night that we could, you know, put them in a home and allow them to have connections with people to learn financial literacy and, um, job searching and get them through rehab and kind of all the things that, that it would take to, support an individual or a family at a time. Um, and so that's what my big five year dream goal is. And I, um, we're just starting off small and well, not really small, but we're starting off on a smaller scale with a trailer. And I would love for that to eventually turn into, um, a home one day, but you know, we need funds. So, (laughs) well, Cody, I love your vision. And and the beautiful thing is you've set Mm -hmm. an attainable, realistic goal, right? That's one of the critical things is, um, you know, you, you set something that is realistic and obtainable, uh, and you've clearly done that. Um, so I think it's highly likely, I wouldn't bet against you. I think it's highly likely that your five-year goals will come true. And with that will become a greater impact in the, in the communities you're serving. Yeah. Um, so where can people follow and learn more about grace ministry? I, I know you've got a website, maybe give us that also let us know what social media you're active on. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, the, the website is just grace, G R A C E D ministry, .org. Um, and then we're active both on Facebook and Instagram, um, under Cody Neely and grace ministry, really simple. Um, but you can find, find it anywhere. If you just type in grace ministry or Cody Neely. (laughs) Very good. Very good. And when I, uh, update the information on the running conversations podcast website, I'll have that information listed, uh, under, 
under your guest information Perfect. so that they can also cross-reference it there. So that's fantastic. Okay. Being a 5013C nonprofit, donations are the fuel that keeps your charity operational. So what is the process to make a donation? Um, yeah. So there's, there's a really easy, I mean, we go through, there's a button on my website where you can just click it and donate and that drops directly toward to grace ministry. Um, but also like if, you know, that's like the easiest way. Um, but if we also take, you know, checks in the mail or cash or, um, Venmo, you know, all of the things we won't tell, you no. um, (laughs) but the easiest way would be through my website, um, and just click the donate button. Do you also still accept bags of pennies? Yes, we do. And I've been given bags of pennies. We have my, the ambassadors will roll them. Um, and then we'll take them into the bank. But yeah, I've had families call me and say, Hey, we have, you know, a bucket of change or, um, bags of pennies. Like, can we give this to you? And I'm like, absolutely. We would love that. (laughs) Um, and so our ambassadors will, will roll them. Um, and I, a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you take them into the bank and have their machines roll them for you? But I've have always just been very adamant about having, having our ambassadors roll them so that they can, you know, really think of the story about grace ministry and how it started and think about the people we're serving while they're rolling them. Um, and kind of, it, it puts like a tangible item to, to the story. Um, and also there was, um, something really cool happened a couple years ago where two boys were rolling service or rolling pennies for service hours. And they came across this, this coin that looked like a token. They thought it was from like, like a, a slot machine token. Um, and they were like, what in the world? This is insane. Well, it turns out that this one penny was worth um, fifteen hundred dollars. It's from like eighteen sixty five, I think. Um, and wow. that's just also another really cool story that, like, you know, not everybody. I always say that, like, you can't look at somebody and just automatically assume you know their story or assume you know what their value is or their worth. Um, and I just feel like that's the same thing with with these coins too. Yeah, every person has value, no yes, doubt. Definitely, no doubt. So, all of the listeners out there, uh, if you've got coins laying around in a cup or a box or a jar, um, next time you walk by it, think about Grace Ministries, and and it would definitely be a, a, a very much appreciated if you if you give some of that extra change to Grace. Yes, definitely. Cody, what advice can you offer to someone who wants to make a difference in the world, but just does not know where to start? Yeah, I would tell them to just start asking everybody, telling everybody around you. Um, that's what I did. I, I just started telling all of my friends and all of my family, no matter what their response was, I didn't let that stop me. Um, and and I prayed about it. I prayed a lot about it to, you know, send me the people, send the people, send people in my life who will support this and help me start it and get it, get it going. And, um, and like, and the Lord will, and like, he will do this in his timing. Um, so don't question it. Don't give up. Um, but you might have an idea and it not come into fruit 
fruition for five years and you know, that's okay. Um, that's God's timing. And so I just would, um, the advice that I would give is just to tell everybody to start, start, just don't, don't give up. Don't, um, think that your idea is too big or too crazy. You can't put God in a, you can't put God in a box. Um, as my dad says, and, and when you don't put God in a box, he'll, he'll do amazing things. That is awesome. I love that. Okay. I'm going to ask you to go back just a few years to when you were a high school student, what advice, what advice would you offer to today's high school students? I would tell them, um, I would offer the advice to, to just remember that they're never too young to make a difference. Um, and that you don't have to wait until you've quote unquote grown up or become an adult to follow your dream, whether, whether it's ministry or not, whether it's starting a business or, um, I don't know, going out for a sports team or no matter what it is, just don't, don't discount yourself because of your age. Um, God literally uses people from all ages and all different walks of life. And, um, you don't have to wait until you grow up to, to start that. Like you can start that now. Um, and so that, I think that's what my advice would be to them. That's perfect. That is absolutely gold. So I'll leave you young people out there that are listening to this episode, take that advice and put it into action. All right, Cody. Man, we've talked a ton about Grace Ministry. I'm super fired up about what you're doing and about your future. Um, now we're going to move into a, a section we call our rapid fire brains and brawn segment. You're the brains. <laughs> I'm the brawn. And uh, I'm going to go through five quick questions. You give me five quick answers. Okay. So what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is High School Musical 3. Okay. Very good. And why not one or two? <laughs> you know, I think I watched the second one so much when I was little that it just, I, I gave it up one year for Lent. I watched it so much. Um, <laughs> and so I think, you know, I, I all was, that was just the two that I always watched. So I kind of got burnt out on them, but you know, the third one's the best and it's amazing and great. <laughs> I love it. Okay, good. Uh, okay. What's your greatest accomplishment? And I think I might know the answer. Yeah. Um, I would say grace ministry, um, and just all of the work that we we've done and changing people's lives and, um, how Thomas accepted Christ and kind of everything that we just talked about for the past, past 30 minutes. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm super excited. I've known your story uh, since we met probably three years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm amazed to see where it's gone. And I can't wait to see where it goes over the next 10 and even 20 years. Um, yeah. It's going to be super exciting. OK, what is a goal that you're still chasing? Um, a goal that I'm still chasing is. Well, first to graduate college, um, that was, that's a huge thing for me just because I struggled a lot with learning a couple different learning disabilities in, um, high school and well, all, my whole life, middle, 
elementary and middle school. Um, and I was actually told that I would never make it to college, um, and that I wouldn't be successful in college. And so that's always been a dream of mine to be successful. And, you know, I'm at SMU in the honors program at the business school making straight A's. So I, love that, that I'm able to tell that person that, you know, I'm doing great things out here. (laughs) Um, so that's definitely still a huge goal of mine. (laughs) Good for you, Cody. I love that. Just, you've got drive and determination and you're going to do what you set your mind to doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Uh, if you could spend the day with anyone past or present, who would that be? Okay. Well, I feel like the, the answer that is obvious would be Jesus. That would be really amazing and so cool. Um, just to ask him questions and to learn more about him. But you know, if, if it was more modern day, Taylor Swift, absolutely. Um, those are two definite extremes. (laughs) Yes. I love Taylor Swift. I went to her concert in Dallas and I, I sang love story, um, in my kindergarten talent show at Cypress Christian school when I was like six years old. Um, (laughs) and I, she's just always been an like person who I've looked up to and loved her music for as long as I could know what music was. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Good answer. Very good. All right. Where's your favorite place to travel or visit? Hmm. I just got back from a 10 day, um, trip overseas and I, I went to, um, Spain, France and Italy. And my favorite spot out of all of the places I went was Barcelona. Um, I, it was so fun and the people there were so kind and amazing. And so if you've ever, you know, thought about traveling to Spain, Barcelona, is the way to go. It was so fun and amazing and beautiful. Um, and the culture was just amazing to be around. You know, that's, you mentioned that that's, uh, Spain is on my bucket list as well as Barcelona. I have not been and do intend to go and take my wife at some point. Yes. Um, by any chance, I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, Antonio Gaudi and, and he was a, you know, an architect and he designed La Sagrada de Familia, which is a, yes. a famous chapel. Did you see it? Yes, I toured it. And it was, oh. it was beautiful, 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 beautiful. It, it's amazing how he created what he created because it's not a traditional form or function. Um, and just absolutely amazing. I can't, I can't even imagine what it was like to, to, you know, visit it and see yeah. it in person. Yeah, it was insane. How is the food in Spain? I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. The food everywhere over there was amazing. I feel like I all I did was just eat food everywhere I went. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that was like amazing. Like it was so good. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. You did a great job with the brains and bronze segment. Uh, I, I love your I love your answers. <laughs> So, Cody, as we wrap our conversation today, any final thoughts for our audience? Yeah, um, I would just say, like I said, just remember, you're not too young or too old to make a difference. Um, And you're anytime you look at a penny, just remember that and that. You know, you don't know everybody's value. Everybody's is so much has so much value, um, no matter what stage of life you're in or what your life looks like. Um, and so those are my two things that I would just, 
if you take anything away, take away those two things. <laughs> thank you, Cody. Outstanding. Hey, thank you again for this memorable conversation. I appreciate your insights and I'm sure our listeners will as well. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you, what are the best ways to do so? It would be through, we have a contact us page through, um, Grace Ministries website and, or, you know, you can DM me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and that would just be the best way to do that. Okay. Very good. Well, that's a wrap for today's Brawny Conversations podcast. Special thanks to our guest, Cody Neely. And I also want to thank each of you for choosing to listen to this podcast. New episodes are posted each month. So please remember to follow us and let us help you shorten your learning curve. Have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Brawny Conversations podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us today. And please subscribe to the podcast to receive our latest episodes and give us a follow on social media. New episodes are now in production and we can't wait to share them with you. Pursue your passions and help others along the way. Have a great day and thank you for listening.